Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Hey, on today's episode, we're talking about, get ready, patience, Uh, particularly how patience seasons us. So really the notion that learning patience, uh, whether it be learning it as a child, which many of us never did, or learning through life experiences really seasons us to a level that if you're trying to have the best life possible, really trying to have all of the things that you want, be the person that you want, serve people at a higher level, you've got to learn patience. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions so that you can kind of key in on what is your relationship with patience. And then I'm going to tell you about uh, an incident I had that took two years for me to learn about patience. I'll tell you my, my top 10 list of things that I've learned about patience. And then at the very end, I'm going to show you um, a very simple activity that you can do to really understand what uh, causes you to be impatient and how can you change that thinking? It is a very, very simple activity that you could do that literally can change your life. So you may want to take some notes on that one for sure so that you can, you can do that activity. Awesome. Enjoy. All right, so would you consider yourself a patient person? What is your relationship, if you will, with patience? Were you ever taught patience as a child or maybe you caught it from the people that that took care of you? Um, Or maybe has life provided you opportunities and experiences for you to become more patient? So through those opportunities and experiences, you you have been seasoned in patience. Well, uh, in 2011, so uh, 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago now, I suffered a stroke. Uh, I think I've referenced that on the podcast before. I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but uh, I suffered a stroke Uh, and I needed two years to recover. So I had physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, um, balance therapy, uh, you name it. I probably had it. Uh, I had three very small children, uh, at home and I was a young mother and, uh, you know, life was very different. And let me tell you that two years seemed like an eternity, And everything was slow. Uh, I couldn't really speak well. So I, you know, the, the, um, speech therapy helped me to, um, (laughs) put together my words, but I was speaking very slow. I was also having a trouble with processing. So at the time they actually did some testing and found that I was at a, a 10th grade cognitive level, meaning that, uh, I could not understand or process anything beyond a 10th grade reading level or even having a conversation. My brain just wasn't putting all of that together. Uh, reading was very difficult for me. Uh, I actually would get dizzy. 
Uh, and, and even I could, I could read the words, but not really understand. Now think about that. Cause many of you people, you know, you've been listening to the, the, the podcast for a long time and, and you know, I am a voracious reader. I love to read. There are some times that I can, you know, finish four or five books in a day. If I don't have anything else to do, I can just whip through those. Right. But not then. I mean, I, I don't think I, I journaled. I don't think I, uh, read any books. I did listen to, uh, not even audiobooks, but I was listening to a lot of music because I do remember during that time that music was kind of the, the one thing that really kind of calmed my soul. Uh, I had a lot of people in my life that were, uh, at that time, you know, CDs were really popular. Uh, they would lend me their CDs and I was like, thank you so much. So that was something that, that helped. Um, but just understanding kind of what was happening in my life and, you know, in my kids' lives and just life in general, it, it was really slow. Obviously anything physical was slow, right? So if I ever had the thought of, uh, Hey, I need to use the restroom. It was not like, Oh, I'll do that when I get to it. No, you're going to start that process now because it's going to take you a while to get there. Or if you, um, you know, wanted to get ready in the morning, it wasn't just a hop out of bed, jump in the shower, do your thing. It was, okay, this is going to take us a while and I have to enlist help. I, I can't just do it on my own. Everything took a while. Eating took a while. I remember that I didn't have a lot of hot food at that time, not because I didn't have people cooking, but because uh, by the time I got to eating it, it just wasn't hot anymore. And uh, dealing with emotions. Oh my gosh, that, that was really a big thing. I remember going through that process, just re realizing that there were so many emotions, um, just from the fact of, I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it. And then worrying about the future. What, what is it, what is it going to be like for me and for my kids? Um, a lot of emotions all the time. And I remember going out into public. Um, in particular, I, I don't think I really went out into public a lot, um, but I was going to church every week. So that was a, a major ordeal. I do remember that every Sunday I would come home and uh, pretty much I'd have to rest three or four or five hours after church because that was the, a major deal. And uh, I, I would remember, especially when I was graduated from the wheelchair to the walker that I would be walking, you know, in whatever way I could to get to my place. So of course we had to start this journey very early. Um, but the one thing that I noticed over time is all of the other people who were moving slow too. And of course they tended to be older folks. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of hit up some new relationships, anybody who had a walker, uh, or anybody who had had a stroke, uh, all of a sudden I was more aware of them. They were aware of me because, you know, this very young person with these young kids, that's a, an anomaly. And so I was moving slow, they were moving slow and everybody else was moving fast around us. And it was a very, um, just a new reality. 
and honestly, I, some of those people I still am in contact with, um, some of them, um, 10 years later have passed on, uh, but some of them I'm still in contact with. And you wouldn't think that somebody my age would be friends with them, but because of that experience, I got to have that connection. So this time of, of kind of forced patience really served me well. And I've learned a lot of things about myself, about other people, and about patience in general, uh, especially, you know, as I'm living my life now, building a business, finishing school, you know, three teenagers, um, but also when I'm working with my coaching clients and I, I, I sense that they're struggling with this idea of patience. So there are 10 things that I've learned about patience that I'm going to quickly share with you. And as I go through, I just want you to, to think about of these 10, um, which one kind of hits you, right? I might say one and you go, oh yeah, yeah, that one's mine. Uh, write that down. And then when I'm done, I'll share with you a couple questions to really help you think through some next steps. All right. So the first thing I've learned is that hurry and worry is always related to a fear of something. Okay. I actually, um, for many years have had a post-it note in my car that said, hurry is fear because I would always be, you know, hurrying to the next thing. And I would stop myself and say, wait a minute, what, what am I um, afraid of here? And usually I was afraid of being late. And to me being late, it was always drilled into me, you know, being early is on time, being on time is late. Um, being, being actually late, you might as well just go to hell now. Right. And so for me, it was, uh, you know, that, that belief that, um, you never, ever, ever keep somebody else waiting. Right. But I, it, there's also a fear of, of missing out. You know, if I, if I'm not there in time, I'm not going to get a parking space or something like that. Right. Um, but it can also be a fear of, uh, related to safety and security. Right. Um, I need that thing or I have to be there and talk to that person. So hurry and worry is always related to a fear and knowing what that fear is, then you can actually work on the fear and the hurry and worry kind of take care of itself. Um, the second thing is that patient, your patience level is a, a learning model. So it can be a learning model of achievement or a learning model of failure. So your current relationship with patients is either helping or hindering you. Really, it's your, your autopilot program. So it's how you have learned in the past. If you had caregivers who were extremely patient with you, chances are they have downloaded that program into your subconscious brain. And the opposite is also true. If you had caregivers who had a lot of fear and, and hurry and worry and no patience, they probably downloaded that into you as a, as a young child. Okay. Number three, patience always requires trust, faith, hope, uh, experience, awareness, and also a sense of safety and security. If you do not have those things, guess what? You don't have patience. Um, you know, having trust, faith, and hope that everything's going to work out or going through experiences where you have been patient and you've seen a good result of that or having an awareness of exactly what we're talking about today, just that can, 
can help you. But patience is more than just enduring something. Okay. Number four, patience always requires a trusting of a process of some sort. So, um, you know, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and they're building their business. They're trying to go out and serve people. There are certain things that everyone needs to do. Uh, and trusting that process, you know that your business is going to be built. But there's other things like um, knowing that there are cycles, there are seasons, there are uh, the law of rhythm is in effect. So for example, right now I am currently recovering from a leg injury. And so I know the law of rhythm says that right now, physically, my body is kind of in a low. Okay. So if you think about, um, waves, there's highs and there's lows. So I'm kind of in a low. So I am honoring that my physical body is in the, in the low at the moment. I am resting. I am, you know, changing positions often. I'm doing, drinking a lot of water to just kind of flush out my, my body, my system. So I'm doing all of the things I can to honor that. I'm not fighting against it, right? There is a process occurring here. So by knowing what the process is and knowing where you are in that process, you can have more patience. Number five. Patience requires um, a release of the past, right? So we, we live our life, uh, we have everything up until the present moment. We have everything, right? Your experiences, but also your hurts, your habits, your hangups. Patience requires you to kind of release those things and to focus on the present moment and it causes you to have an openness about the future. So we cannot um, hold on to those hurts, habits, and hangups. And we can't work ourselves up into a worry about the future. So it requires us to release the past, be present in the present moment, and also be open about what's going to happen in the future. That's patience. That right there could probably be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. Okay. Number six, patience knows every small step gets you closer to your goal. I was talking to a client this week. Um, he has a ton of transitions happening in his life. Pretty much every kind of transition you can think of is happening all at once. And so as we were talking about this, I said, you know, what's the one thing that's going to really help you during this time and, uh, you know, I've done some teachings before on the daily five, the five things that you should do every single day that consistently that kind of get you to your goals. And he said, I need to continue to do those five things. And I said, absolutely. And let me just give you a suggestion. Those five things need to be, you need to do those five things, but they need to be much smaller than you think they are. <laughs> so, uh, I'll give you an example of, of one of my daily fives. One of them is to move. Uh, I just have to have to move and I have to be outside. Um, that, that's a goal I've set for myself. Now, prior to my leg injury, I was doing sometimes four miles uh, of a walk at a time and just really enjoying myself outside. Yesterday, I, I couldn't even make it to the mailbox. And so yesterday's goal was to just get outside and feed the birds. So I still got to move and be outside 
but it was a much smaller step than on some other days. So patience knows that those small steps still get you to your goal. It's not like, you know, I, I failed because actually at the current level of where my body is right now, that was a really big step for me. So every small step gets you to your goal. Number seven. So we have talked a lot lately about intuition and I'm going to continue to talk about that because we have so many people with so many questions about intuition, knowing what intuition is, knowing what your particular brand of intuition is. How do you connect with your intuition? How do you use your intuition to help you make decisions and to really start bringing about those action steps so that you can change your life? But you cannot develop your intuition without patience. You cannot be connected to your own brand of intuition without patience. It requires you to calm and center yourself to be grounded so that you can catch those, you know, moments of genius, I call it. Number eight, patience comes from knowing that you have a place in this world, knowing what that place is, and operating in that place to serve other people. So knowing that you have a place in this world, so knowing that you are valuable and you are important, because if you do not understand that you're valuable and important, you're not going to be a patient person. Okay. You'll always be looking for that. Uh, knowing what your place in, is in this world. So what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, what are your passions, your purpose, right? So having that identity, um, but also understanding that you're, you're operating in that place. So I was talking to somebody the other day and, um, they felt like for their business, they had to be, um, out there doing videos. And, you know, some guru had said, if you're going to build an online business, you need to be out doing a video every single day. And as I was talking to her, it became painfully clear. She is not a video girl, but she is probably one of the most beautiful writers I have ever read. And I said, honey, you need to be writing every day. And she loves it. It's her passion. It's her purpose. And every time I read her stuff, I gain new uh, perspective and awareness. And so I said, forget the videos, go write, do a blog every day, write a book. Um, so knowing what your place is and operating in that place in a way that you're serving other people, that's patience. You can't have true patience until you have those things. Okay. Number nine, you can, uh, intentionally focus on patience, right? So you can choose that or at some point you are going to be forced to learn it. So if you're on this path, which I, I hope that you are, and I hope that because you're listening to this, this podcast, you are, but if you're on this path to living your best life, whatever that looks like to you, you're going to have to learn patience. Okay. There's no way around it. You're going to have to learn it. So I find that it's better if you, uh, try to learn this intentionally every single day, as opposed to being forced to do it. 
And then the last thing I've learned about patience is that, oh my gosh, patience makes life so much easier. You know, I've, I've learned over the last couple of years, uh, just so much about myself, but I've realized, uh, even the last, maybe the last five days, just because of where I'm at physically and mentally and emotionally, I haven't been too engaged in my work. Now I've served my clients. I've showed up and, you know, done my, my podcast every day, uh, and enjoyed it too. Uh, and I've, you know, gotten a few things done, but as far as projects or, um, you know, returning emails, even, I just have not had the energy to do that. And I, I found myself yesterday morning kind of getting down on myself, blaming and, and shaming myself a little bit. And I said, no, stop. You're, you're, you're in a low and, and it's okay to be in that low. So have patience for the process. And there was a subtle shift yesterday afternoon. I really felt my energy start to increase. There's something bodily that happened yesterday afternoon. And I woke up really early this morning and I was like, yes, let's go. Let's do this. Right? So I'm so excited for the day. I have no idea what I'm going to accomplish, but I know it's going to be really good. So patience has taught me that the last five days are there for a reason. If my body is saying rest, recover, relax, do whatever you can to take care of yourself today, it's saying that so that I can have moments like today where I go, woohoo, I get to do all this work today. Okay. It makes life easier. Now I understand that there are times when like you're under deadline and you've just got to kind of push. Right. And so we, we do want to honor and respect those times as well. And then know that after we've done that, you know, take a little time for you. Okay. So if you really want to develop patience in a way that, you know, your whole life isn't falling apart, like having a stroke, uh, here's a simple activity that you could do. So number one, just notice when you're not patient. Okay. Um, what, what are the patterns? Are there certain things or certain people that you know, you lose your patience with right away? Uh, you know, I, I work with a lot of teachers and, and many of them are working with very young children. And, uh, sometimes they say, oh my gosh, this one child, or they say, oh, during this time of day, I really lose my patience. Okay. Or is there, um, you know, another friend of mine, God love him. He travels all the time, but he just loses his patience sometimes, uh, with other people, especially on planes, right? So are there circumstances or situations, times of day, relationships? When do you lose your patience? And ask yourself, maybe, uh, if you know what your pattern is, ask yourself before you get into that place. What is the fear that's behind that? Okay. Um, sometimes it's helpful to do this in the moment, but I find that, uh, when you're in that place of impatience, your brain is in a different operating mode. So you may find it valuable to do this after. So let's say you've had a, an impatience episode, if you will. All right. You've had a moment. So when you can get yourself kind of regulated and, and sit and think for a minute, um, ask yourself, you know, okay, what happened? Why was I feeling impatient? What's the pattern behind that? What's the fear? Okay. Are you, are you afraid that you're, 
you know, going to lose out on something? Is it a safety and security thing? What is it? And then ask yourself, what do you want instead? So some people, what they'll do is they'll go right into, well, I should be nicer or I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done that. I don't, I'm not talking about behavior wise, but really ask yourself, what do you want instead? Instead of that fear, what do you want instead? So for example, if you feel like you're, you're going to miss out on a parking space, so you're, you're kind of being a parking vulture, if you will. Uh, that's what I call them when they're just impatient to get that parking space ask yourself, what's the fear that that's holding you back? Maybe you're, you're afraid that, um, if you don't get a closed parking space that you're going to, you know, be late to this meeting. And if you're late to this meeting, maybe it's a sales meeting and somebody's not going to, you know, buy your thing. And if they don't buy your thing, you won't have the income. And if you don't have the income, see where I'm going with this, you, you track that out and find out what the true fear is and then ask yourself, okay, um, what do I want instead? So it could be that you're having a, a fear of not having money. So what would maybe the opposite be of that? Okay, not having a fear of money, right? And then ask yourself, what's one small thing that you could do to get what you truly want? So when you truly understand what the underlying cause is that's causing the impatience and you focus on that, guess what? you become Zen when you're trying to find a parking space, you realize, Hey, just go to the end of the line and walk in and you'll be in a place that's, you know, more peaceful and you'll have a great meeting. And guess what? The money will come to you. Okay. So do this thinking activity anytime that you find that you've been impatient or you could do this. Actually, I would highly suggest that you take a few minutes every day. If this is something you really want to work on, for at least five days and take one habit that causes impatience in you and, you know, ask yourself, what's the fear? What do I want instead? And what's one small step that you can get so that you can get to the thing that you want. Okay. I promise you, if you do this intentionally, you will notice over time that you are more patient. Okay. Don't wait for life to force you to learn the lesson of patience. Intentionally choose that on your own. And I promise you it will serve you well. All right. Hey, thank you so much for showing up today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know I say this all the time, but I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Uh, you know, th think about people in your life today. Is there somebody that you know that struggles with being patient? consider sending them this episode, share it with them. Just say, Hey, listen, here, here's somebody that I know, like, and trust. And, and they've got some great things to, to share about patients. Uh, thank you so much for joining this work. I, I never take it lightly when, when you all show up to, to not only the podcast, but different trainings and things that I do. So thank you so much. And with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.